from the cannons When the smoke clears We're still standing If you stand our ground You're listening to Everlasting Veteran From the cannons When the smoke clears What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Everlasting Veteran. I am your host, Wind Talker. I am excited. This is going and rolling along. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening and the support. I appreciate you guys. Everlasting Veteran is powered by Sky Hunter Outfitters, veteran-owned and operated by Marine Corps veteran Brandy Rector out of Idabel, Oklahoma, providing hunters and sportsmen an experience like no other. Brandy and Sky Hunter Outfitters brings you on a helicopter hog hunt or night vision predator hunt of a lifetime and has been featured in Roto Pro Magazine and on KSST Radio. You can go check out Sky Hunter Outfitters at sky-hunter.com and you can book yourself a helicopter hog hunt of a lifetime. I just want to welcome them to the everlasting veteran family. Thank you to Eagle Eyes Apparel, veteran owned and operated, for giving me the code evervet15 to give to you guys and you can get 15% off your entire order. Eagle Eyes Apparel is partnered with Survive First which is an organization that provides resources to first responders and their families seeking information to help navigate the mental health challenges. You can check them out at eagleeyesapparel.com and support a great cause as well. You can also go to my website everlastingveteran.com for all the links and websites and their socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to go share and follow and like Everlasting Veteran, Sky Hunter Outfitters, and Eagle Eyes Apparel. I want to give a shout out to Ranger Rick and the Hungry Homies down in Fayetteville, North Carolina, for all they do in their community and veterans, to the Root Awakening Tour in Canada for the support from our veteran brothers and sisters to the north. You guys are truly amazing. I appreciate every single one of you guys. All right, guys, so we talked about mindset. Mindset is everything. It can be applied to every single thing in your entire life. This episode, I'm going to give you a little insight of the last few years, um, how mindset helped me through many difficult situations personally. Um, so the camouflage that we once wore in the military, in a sense, many times becomes the metaphorically used camouflage to mask who we truly are when we leave the service. For many different reasons, we do this, and sometimes it's just not for one reason. However, the point is, things are the way they are. We have to recognize that we're doing that. We have to adapt and push ourselves to regain that feeling of lacking the post-military life, that lacking of brotherhood and everything else, and what we're used to before. We put ourselves into uncomfortable situations because we're trying to better ourselves. But the thing is, a lot of times when we're in that uncomfortable situation, it's something we're not used to getting out of the military because, let's face it, the civilian world and the military world most of the time are completely different. The different ways they handle things, the different ways that things you know are run, um, being around and having the support 24-7, it's not like any other profession that's out there. Um, you know, that, that lack of brotherhood, that lack of sense of purpose and everything else that you lose when you get out of the military. And there's so many untold stories, um, of veterans and what they go through the transformation and transition from the military to civilian life. And many don't speak about how it makes them feel or most feel blending into society after deployment and similar to camouflaging who they are because they don't believe people are going to be receptive to the changed person that you are now. And I've come to the conclusion over the last decade of speaking with many fellow veterans, um, and including myself, we share similar feelings, our stories, struggles, successes. They may vary, but like the unbreakable bond that veterans have, this is one that we all share and believe if more of us share our story of our transition, building success, and getting through those trials and tribulations. It may help the veteran community now and for futures to come. Because let's face it, every single day, there is a veteran that's transitioning out of the military. The hard numbers are approximately 200,000 and more veterans face unemployment, hopelessness, loss of purpose, sense of identity every single year. 
200,000 or more. So at first, I want to thank all of the current serving military members. And here in Groton, Connecticut, we're uh, Navy heavy with the uh, submarine capital of the world. Uh, thanks to all the Navy guys out there. I'm an Army guy myself, but the veteran community here in southeastern Connecticut is a very good mixed support of all branches, Navy, Coast Guard, Marines, Army. Um, I haven't seen Space Force yet, but we'll see. <laughs> so being an artillery guy myself, it was only fitting to create titles of episodes for the first season of this podcast that I could relate to. Now, I'm in the artillery world, right? Shot out is called over the radio when the cannon is firing, letting the forward observers know that round or rounds they requested are coming and freedom just rang out. A few years back before this podcast, even, you know, throughout and on and off and randomly wrote down things, there was one thing that really stuck with me, and this is the the title, and I, I applied it to this episode, and I wrote this down in my phone January 22nd, 2020, and I didn't think anybody was going to read it. I didn't think it was going to get out to anybody. Um, you know, I, I just wrote it down. It meant something to me. You know, and the title on my phone, I put, this is my camo. The story of veterans transformation from the military civilian life and how it feels like blending into society after deployment is similar to camouflaging who you are. And then I realized like it would become this, you know, it was just a thought in my head, you know, that popped into my head. Um, that's how my brain works. Sometimes there's just random thoughts that pop into my head that I think may help somebody or it helps me, um, you know, to write it down to, you know, remember um, important things that helped me through certain situations. And like I said, I didn't know at the time what I was going to do with it or if someone else was even going to read it, but I felt like it had meaning at some point, maybe I would find a way to share it and it would have meaning to somebody else and help another veteran. And the camouflage of our uniforms now becomes the metaphorical exterior that we use when we're uncomfortable in the environment we introduce ourselves into. Sometimes it's forced. You know, the military does involuntary separations when they're trying to downsize. Um, myself was included back in that uh, 2012, uh, 2013 push when they started downsizing the military. Uh, you had to reenlist for at least another three years, even if you had a year and a half left on your contract like I did. They would change your ETS date by your data service when you're getting out uh, by 365 days, which they did for me um, a year and three months left of my contract. They changed it by 365 days, and I had three months to get out and figure it out. You know, it's it, and it's something unfamiliar and uncomfortable uh, that a lot of times, you know, we put up that mask, we put up that wall, um, because we don't want to accept, you know, any failure, um, judgment, whatever the case may be. So we talked a little bit about lining yourself up for the next job, getting a home, starting to change your mindset, whatever else to better the environment in the situation that you're in. So you, now you've taken your shot at getting that job, starting the business you wanted to, you started changing your mindset, started peeling back, um, you know, that army green or that navy blue um, started peeling away uh, from being a service member to being a veteran. And you get that job. You get settled in and things are going well. You know, it's good for you and many unaccomplished goals in your life now that you've set to try to reach down the road. Now, when I say many unaccomplished goals, because you should always be setting a goal or many goals that are unachievable at that time and two in between that and taking the stepping stones to your unachievable goals. You got to lay that foundation when you're setting those goals and you set them so high when continue to learn from your failures and success along the way. And sometimes it seems like it's unachievable, but it will be achieved when you start setting them all over again and you achieve that goal that seemed unachievable at the time you set it. So for me, I have always had the 10, 20, 30 year plans and beyond. 
massive achievement goals. Uh, it's not obtained in a week or a month or year sometimes. But just like building a successful business, like I said, you have to lay that foundation. That foundation is what's going to catapult you towards the direction of success. Now, being out of the military, I was kind of trying to figure out it all over again. The people I'm around have no idea the hard work I just put in. And starting now from the bottom, the agency, low man on the totem pole of sorts, which can be expected starting out somewhere new. You know, and I thought to myself, I need to do something more over the years that, you know, the last 10 years that I've been in policing, you know, I've always felt like I needed to do something more, you know, and I started researching real estate, starting my own business and even, you know, now having this podcast, no matter what I had an investment interest in or was doing to make money, you know, you're stepping into a field that somebody already has been in for a while and worked for many years you know, so you're you're going to automatically have competition no matter what. There's thousands upon thousands of podcasts out there, you know, and, you know, when you start it, you have to build it like a business. All these hobbyist podcasts, you know, they started because they think it's cool. They think some people would listen. They maybe get, you know, like 10, 15 listeners. They never really are able to catapult stuff. They don't network. They don't know how to network. You know, and you have to structure everything, whether it's a podcast, a business, you know, lawn care, home remodels, whatever the case may be, you have to set yourself up for success from the beginning. Right. And I start this started this podcast. I said in my head, I'm going to make sure this is heard worldwide. Coast to coast, Canada, United States, Australia, everywhere that I have a connection with somebody, I'm going to push this out and I'm going to make it successful, you know, and, and that's staying in the right mindset yourself. Nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to understand that. And you're not entitled just because you're a veteran. You're not entitled to say, I'm a veteran. Listen to me, right? You have to, you have to know when to pull the veteran flag and when to put it down. All right. The times to say, hey, I'm a veteran, you know, is the times to say, hey, I have a I have a business, you know, and you're networking with other veterans or people that support veteran owned business. That's the time to say, hey, I'm a veteran, too. You know, throwing it in people's faces, you're going to get turned off. They're going to get turned off um, by what you're doing if you're constantly throwing it in their face. Now, the other thing is, unfortunately speaking with many veterans, and in my experience, I've found many times veterans are undervalued. They're misunderstood and not really taken seriously most of the time. Because you'll be asked, what was your job in the military, your MOS? Right? And I say, I say artillery. Right? In the civilian world, no way, shape, or form are they going to say, oh, that completely transfers to this. All right? There's certain aspects of my job that transfer, right? But most of the time, they just hear the job title and they go, nope, and you're misunderstood. You're not taken seriously because they think that they can't take any value, you know, and they're trying to put a value on you. How are you valuable to them? And... Sometimes the MOSs in the military don't completely transfer to the civilian world, civilian jobs, but there are aspects. And the big thing that does is leadership, work ethic, determination, and to complete the mission and tasks given and do it to the fullest. And in professions that parallel the military or mirror its structure, it seems military veterans in those professions that give insight to improve situations are not heard most of the time as well. Someone may think they know best, and I'm not saying that all military personnel know, know the best, all right? It, sometimes there's stuff in the military that we do that doesn't work, and we have to adapt and overcome and change it. And many changes to improve morale and structure in the military is consistently changing to make the machine operate more effectively and efficiently. And in my opinion, if you if you want to adopt some of what the military does but not make necessary changes when it's time to better the environment and lead from the front, 
then what's the purpose of adapting things from the military? You can't just take bits and pieces from one organization and apply it to yours and, and then don't do anything after that. Because just like the military, there's many things that are continuing to evolve and change to better the environment, environment better the, uh, the personnel, mission readiness on top of it, make sure that morale is high. You know, if, if people went into the military and the morale was always low and it was a crappy place to work all the time, you would not get people volunteering to serve. Think about that. You would not get people volunteering to serve. If it was a shitty environment, right? Your morale is, is almost non-existent. There's no brotherhood. There's nothing. And there's people just continuing to backstab each other. Does that seem like a place you want to volunteer to go work? Yeah, you get paid, but do you get even paid enough to deal with the bullshit? Absolutely not. Now, I'm not saying everything the military does is perfect and it can be applied to everything. However, the insight of changes the veterans were part of could be the key to effectively making their working environment better as a whole. And this can also be applied to other organizations and companies that adapt a model similar to the military rank structure and other companies that have it in place too. Now, there will always be someone that complains. Right? You're always going to have that. That's always going to exist. We had, to, we had this in the service as well. So don't think for a second everything is just going to be roses and butterflies by doing you know, adapting everything that the military has or another company's model, you know, however, uh, you know, it looks that they're successful. Many organizations where the environment is conducive to high morale, high volume of activity, and people love coming to work, they are continuing to evolve. They're not just saying, no, this is, this is how we've always done it. You know, I hate that line. Because you're going to get yourself stuck and you're never going to be progressive. You're never going to evolve. If you're going to say, this is how we've always done it, you're never going to be able to progress. Now, there are many other dynamics that you know, can be subject to the environment of negativity and everything else. And you know, it's out of everybody's control. But as a cohesive unit, you have to come together as that unit and personalities are going to clash. It's just human nature, but you have to find a way as a leader, you know, and, and being a leader and point this out and I'll go into detail about this in a different episode. The title leader or leadership is not based on the title in which you received for a monetary amount of pay raise. A leader or leadership is a view in which others see you. It's not a title which makes you more money. You don't have to be in a position of power to be a leader or be in a leadership role. A lot of people get this confused and they blend roles together. You do not have to be a director, a sergeant, a CFO. You don't have to be in a position of power to have the title leader or be a part of leadership. And that's one of the things that that grinds my gears when people are, you know, talking about bosses and leaders. And you have to understand that it is a title that others view you in, not one that brings you more money. And I'll cover more of that in a different episode. The main priority, as it should be in any profession, especially one that deals with darkness of the world, should be health and wellness. Camouflaging who you are in a sense can sometimes hurt you more than help you as well because you're not allowing others to see who you are and what's going on with you. And the thing is, veterans are really good at leading from the front most of the time. There are, there, listen, there are, there are military members that, that shouldn't have gotten promoted. There's people that probably shouldn't have, shouldn't have passed whatever tests to get into the military, you know, I'm not saying everybody that served is, is in this category, but most often not we're problem solvers given most tasks, a veteran will work the problem, figure out the deficiencies and complete the task above and beyond what is expected when given the opportunity. 
That's one thing we're really good at as veterans. We apply what the military has taught us and keep pushing through and have perseverance, be able to adapt, overcome our situations. The problem I see and what I've heard from other veterans as well and different other professions all around the country, time and time again, it's either the opportunity is not given or the veteran is undervalued. And yes, it's our, our job, veteran or not, to you know show that you are the best and can complete the task. But what do you do when you're not even given the opportunity? Veterans will always strive for brotherhood and f- the feeling that it brings, the sense of belonging and understanding with a collective group that has shared similar experiences, similar to setting up a fire mission and collectively working as a team to accomplish the mission. Everyone has their own part to complete the mission as a team. You know your purpose. You know how to execute the mission. And for the most part, you have 100% control over completing your task or the mission. Sometimes it changes, and that's where adapting and overcoming those changes come into play. But most of the time, you have 100% control over that mission. So now when you're regaining some of the control, getting some of your purpose back in your life and striving for something more. One thing I decided to do is become a realtor because in a sense, yeah, I'm working for a brokerage, but I'm my own boss. I'm the one in charge of my time management. I'm the one in charge of meeting with clients. I'm the one in charge of, you know, taking on what workload I can. And I decided to become a realtor. And like I said before, Mindset is everything. So when I start going along here, just think about that. I'm going to share with you my experience when I was, you know, getting my life to go through the tests to become a realtor. And during this mindset was the most important thing through my challenges that I faced. And I said to myself, like helping, you know, I like helping people. You know, I'm good with talking to people and, you know, finally made the decision to become a realtor, to better myself, strive for something more, not knowing the end result or where it would, you know, bring me to help another veteran. So when I started, you know, I did the research of what uh, I needed to do to become a realtor. You know, I'm coming off at that time of trying to wrap my head around the fact that I just lost one of my fellow veteran brothers that I served with was second cavalry regiment. Um, you know, and, and that kind of hit me, you know, pretty hard. Um, not even realizing he was so close or even out of the military himself. Uh, there was some guilt that I felt of not being able to be there for him, but I had no idea he was, you know, only a couple hours away. And that was, that was one of the things that I had to understand and, and come to come to grips with that, you know, and, and I didn't have a control over that. Right. I have control over the fact that I didn't know he was so close, you know, so it, it helped a little bit with the guilt, you know, of not being there, you know, and I got the message via Facebook from another veteran brother, you know, his family was trying to find anyone that he served with, you know, and the veteran community came through, you know, myself and I, I contacted uh, another second cab brother. I had just gotten off of work at 7 a.m., and I got the, uh, I was about to lay down, get some rest. And I got the phone call, um, that one of our brothers had passed. Um, and so I kept, I try to keep in contact with as many people as possible that I served with. And, uh, I gave, I gave my buddy Steve Johnson a call because I knew he was in the area. I had just met up with him uh, a few months prior and I knew he was still in the area training up, uh, some national guard units. And I said, hey, listen, I just got off of work. I just got the word that Porterfield uh, died. And, um, you know, I'm jumping in the shower and I'm heading down to New Jersey. And he was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll meet you there. You know, sent him the address. We dropped everything we were doing, you know, drove to be there with his family, which I had never met in my entire life. You know, and I'll go more into uh, this in future episodes as well. Um, and And I've talked to his sister about coming on. Uh, She works for the VA. She's a veteran herself, you know, but I just wanted to point out to you, you never know when you're going to get the call. 
right? To be there for somebody else. Mindset is key. All right. And you see the only way most of us were able to stay connected was via Facebook because during my time in Germany, our phone number seemed as long as the alphabet. And it was, you know, a lot longer than what we're used to. And international calls just weren't in the budget while you're over there. So here I am, I'm seeking more in my life and I'm doing my research on my own to become a realtor, contact a known broker. And, you know, he's been in the business for a while, get some help and guidance, you know, on getting my, getting my license, start to start the classes. And then tragedy hits again. My wife's grandmother is hospitalized. Unknown to us, it's worse than we thought. And she was like a grandmother to me. And unfortunately, when I was serving overseas and deployed to Afghanistan, I lost both my grandparents many years uh, prior to now. You know, and I'll never forget the feeling of not being able to be there for my family when they needed me because I was deployed. So now at the time, you know, one of many things my business does, Everlasting Properties, um, my business does is I, I plow during snowstorms, you know, because I always want to take, you know, seize an opportunity that exists. So during this time, in the middle of a snowstorm, I leave the hospital where Carol, my grandmother-in-law, is at. I leave my uncle-in-law there with her in the middle of a snowstorm. You know, I'm driving uh, my mother-in-law and her sisters back and forth, you know, plowing at the same time when I get a call from my uncle-in-law uh, that she had passed. And I had spent a little bit of time up there with her just one-on-one before I went plowing again because sometimes you just get that feeling like it's, it's time. And so going through this process, I'm, I'm taking my realtor's tests and, and this happens. Now I have to, I have to put that camouflage back on, right? Not show who I truly am because now I'm the one that is trying to be strong for my family. This is the first loss that, you know, our kids have ever, uh, have ever faced in the family. You know, obviously my wife and I have, you know, we've had faced losses and had losses in our family before, but this one was hitting hard because it was so sudden. And so I get done plowing, you know, the following day I have my realtor's class, which I have to log into. Can't miss one class. I send an email to my instructor um, and it was via Zoom. So I sent her a message as well just to kind of fill her in. I haven't been to bed. It's been 48 hours, you know, and, um, you know, just couldn't fall asleep, you know, and I tell her like we just had a loss in the family as well. I'll be here on Zoom, but I'm going to turn my camera off. Um, And I, I, I remember sitting there. Just continuing to think, have I done enough for my family? You know, and and during this time, like I'm putting this camouflage on, camouflaging my true feelings, you know, because I I have to be strong for my family during this time, you know, and it wasn't until months later, you know, even after months after her service, um, you know, that I, I peeled back once everybody else seemed good, um, then it was my time, you know, and we do this a lot of times, you know, as veterans or family members in general, um, we camouflage our true feelings or, you know, what we're going through because, you know, we don't want to show, you know, our true colors sometimes, you know, bad or good, um, you know, emotions, whatever the case may be. Um, so we get, we get done, we get the service, you know, out of the way. And, and before me and my family, uh, can catch our breath. Uh, the day after my grandmother-in-law's service, my sister-in-law, wife, sister, and my niece and nephew were up from South Carolina. And the following day we had family over and stuff. And my sister-in-law gets a phone call from her husband that, uh, he found my father-in-law, my wife's, my wife's father, uh, unresponsive in their home down in South Carolina. You know, he, he, been a resident up here for years, worked at electric boat, just retired a couple of years prior, um, put a lot of, you know, long hours in member at American Legion, um, you know, good overall guy, family man, you know, and, and we, uh, we grow pretty close together, you know, him and I built the deck on the back of my house, um, you know, and there was a lot of, a lot of good memories and it was, it was another loss that was all of a sudden that, you know, we couldn't even catch our breath. You know, we're mourning one family member and now we lost another. 
And we had no time to start a grieving process for one of those family members. You know, during this time, I'm in classes learning how to get my real estate license. You know, I'm still working nights as a police officer and trying to be there for my my grieving family. Um, you know, in mindset, in this situation, you know, you're trying to strive for something more for yourself, and it seems like life is just kind of knocking you down. How do you get through it? How do you stay in the right mindset when, when life is is just throwing you curveball after curveball. You know, I'm, I'm staying strong and I feel like I've, you know, I have to be there for everybody around me, not show my true emotions to my wife, kids and other family members. So I put that camo and that mask back on of who I am and what, you know, what I'm feeling because I can't show my emotions, you know, and I have to be strong. And like many others, I said, my wife and I, we've experienced loss before, but the kids have not, you know, so uh, it was hitting everybody hard. You know, trying to stay positive, trying to stay in the right mindset was extremely difficult. And yes, I mean, at this point, like alcohol seemed to help. Was it the right choice? Probably not, you know. But in that moment, you know, it seemed like I needed a drink. This is a lot. So leading up to all this, you know, I was also helping met- many veterans as well. Ones that I would meet, you know, through work for service calls as a police officer, staying in the right mindset to help them, keeping my problems outside of work. You know, some days were more exhausting than others. And during all this, I'm giving advice and staying strong for others, but I'm not taking my own advice because I'm putting up such a wall and, and camouflaging myself of who I am, what I'm feeling, you know. I'm not taking my own advice. I'm giving to others, you know, so just to give you a little insight. So my schedule, you know, working as a police officer, I work 2300, 11 PM to zero seven hundred seven AM. And then I was doing the accelerated four to five week realtor class, uh, which was two times a week via zoom Tuesdays and Thursdays, eight to four. So I'd, I'd get out of work and I would switch gears, get into the class, you know, and then, I finished the classes, I passed my test, and there's essentially accomplishment. You know, you did it for yourself. Um, you pushed yourself. Nobody else pushed you to do it. You didn't have to do it. You know, I was striving to better myself. Now, I don't know what it is or why, but there's so much negativity that you can be affected by, which should have been support from coworkers, you know, Friend, I had support from friend, some friends, some family members, but others, you know, for doing something to better myself, sometimes was met with ridicule and you know ball busting, you know, and I'm fine with you know jokes and stuff like that. But when you bring it to the point of playing down somebody's self accomplishment to better yourself or make you feel better, it's wrong. You know, and this was done straight to my face, behind my back, you know, and one of the, one of the people I know found a business card of mine, you know, ended up having a handlebar mustache drawn on it, you know, thick eyebrows, you know, and I'm like, this is freaking childish. I work with a bunch of children. This childish behavior is something that, you know, granted, they didn't know what was going on in my life because... You know, if I'm going to be faced with negative people that I can't avoid because I work with them, you know, or I see outside of work and, you know, it has to pertain to getting, accomplishing something, you know, and I just can't avoid, you know, just not being around them. Why am I going to share what's going on in my, my family's life? You know, there was only a handful at the agency that knew I was going through and I'm not about to waste my time and energy on others that just want to be negative and essentially mock my life decisions for whatever gain they felt it gave them. So following the passing of the test, and I started with my broker, Anthony Revore, uh, Remax home team, which is now Remax one yet. My family was met with tragedy and loss again. In a two week period, my, lo- my wife lost uh, two cousins, two more family members. One Ben, who, I became extremely close with, you know, I came in off duty um, and, and assisted in finding him. 
And the second was a loss from a different uncle-in-law. And mind you, still people, you know, didn't know what I was going through. Nobody even, there was maybe one or two people that asked me out of, out of almost a hundred people, one or two people asked me how I was doing. Again, why would I share what I was going through when all I got, you know, was negativity? You know, there certainly wasn't support for the positive stuff in my life. So why would I go through the effort to, you know, seek support when my family needed it the most? But here I am in a different environment at a brokerage. The positive environment and the learning environment that my broker brings to the table is like no other. And it kept me going. You know, there was support. And now I'm surrounded by positive people and recognized for striving for greatness. And the sense of purpose is slowly starting to be regained. And it affirms I'm on the right track for myself. Now as a police officer by night turned realtor by day, you know, making some deals happen at my own pace, continuing to learn the business, all thanks to the support from my broker and fellow agents in the brokerage, and especially Alexis, uh, who keeps everybody on track with paperwork when we're closing deals. You know, my mindset, a lot of people don't realize, like, mindset is key. You know, through all of this, it, it is the key to success. If you can't remain in the right mindset, as, as however hard it gets, then you're going to allow life to control what you're doing. But I was still striving for more. So now fast forward a bit. I start my own business, Everlasting Properties, LLC. Now, like many aspects of my life, personally and professionally, I don't tell others because most of the time, you know, it's isn't something that's heard. You know, people, people don't want to hear about it. You know, accomplishments of achieving something on your own, most often not, was, is downplayed, mocked, or just not genuine support. So once again, uh, why bother wasting my breath when I knew what the reaction was going to be? The company I, I started, is, it's geared toward multiple different facets of real estate, real estate investing, investing in general, remodels and designs, flipping houses, website designs, snow plowing. I have my hands in so much stuff. Everything that I've had an interest in or been doing for years now just is under one umbrella and I gave it a name. It's something that I can call my own. So like many other veterans, I said to myself, how do I take all what I'm doing and help veterans and others while doing it? See, my purpose in life has always been trying to help others along the way. So my first real estate deal that I closed was a veteran. He used a VA loan with Veterans United and still serving as a reservist in the Marine Corps. Uh, And it was that aha moment that I had to all this. It hits me one day. Now being on the other side of things, not being a veteran buying the house, but being the veteran helping the veteran get the house, walking them through the process, having dealt with Veterans United before, the mission came full circle. Helping veterans with their transition from the military to civilian world as a veteran, being a veteran, saying, hey, I understand what you're going through. I went through it as well. And this is the steps that I took. And sharing those experiences, hopefully, It doesn't take somebody like it took myself, you know, almost 10 years to get to the mindset that I'm at. They can do it sooner. And I wish the military had stuff like this in place. You know, you transition to the military, you go to boot camp, you go to advanced training, AIT, you know, learn your job, and then you go off to your unit, right? And they transition you into the military, but they don't transition you out. So I kept doing what I was doing as a realtor, a police officer, and I said to myself, how... How do I get what I know to other veterans who may not know me? And this podcast was born. You see, sometimes opportunities present themselves when you're least expecting it. Keeping an open mind to change, to continue to grow and build upon what you've already done is important for professional and personal growth. Doing some, something uncomfortable to aspire greatness was now okay again. Challenging myself and not making it easy to achieve greatness, right? I don't claim to be 
the best person in the world. I don't claim to be the know-it-all of everything. I know a lot of the little things. But combined together, I have enough where I feel like I can share to another veteran that's going through that transition or going through that turmoil, trials and tribulations in which adversities and you face getting out of the military. And I'm now in the right mindset to truly fully give a hundred percent to the veteran community and say, Hey, this is my road. It may not be the same as yours, but this is my experience. And you may connect with one of them and it may help you. Every single person's transition or time served in the military, you know, whether it's duty station deployments, whatever is different. And that's why it's so important as a veteran community for us to come together and start sharing some of those transition stories to help other people. Like I said, 200,000 or more veterans transition out of the military every year, right? That's a large number, right? Even though the war, the botched pullout from Afghanistan, right? And we're not in those countries where there's still deployments that people don't know about that's going on, right? They're just not mainstream news. But my point is, there are people that I served with that I deployed with that are still in the military. They haven't made that transition yet. And we're going to continue to face that, right? In a war that we spent decades in, we're going to slowly start seeing those pe- those people trickle out of the military and they're going to be facing those adversities. And they're going to be going through the same stuff that we went through. So why can't we be there to help them since the military doesn't have something in place to transition out. And yeah, they have stuff in place to get another job, you know, but this, this is different. This is different. And I've talked to many other veterans around the country and with other countries as well in Australia and Canada, that this is an issue of, for all veterans worldwide. And there's veterans for the U S army that decided to stay and live in Germany. Now they're living in a country that doesn't have American tra- uh, traditions. Right? They're transitioning out to a different country. What's that transition like? Because now they're not even coming home. You know, Sharing my story and sharing my knowledge with other veterans, is, it's always been the mission to help other veterans to provide the tools to strive for greatness. Or get the home of your dreams, start a business, design a website website for your business, whatever part or piece that I might have, you know, or what I do has meaning to me and it has purpose. And once again, my purpose is restored. And I'm always still striving, even, even though I started this podcast, this isn't the end. And this podcast is more than just a podcast. I actually travel and link up with other veterans whether the meeting is good or bad, you know, cause everybody, you know, has their own personality, has their own transition story, whatever the case may be. Maybe I don't connect with them, but I make a valid effort to try to connect with as many veterans I can, you know, via Facebook. And then I go and I actually go and see them. And just that small little bit, you know, sometimes helps because then they know, Hey, there's a guy four states away from me, five states away from me that made an effort to actually come and, and meet me. So you have to think to yourself, when can I start peeling back that camouflage? Letting people know who you are inside and out. But continue to do something out of your comfort zone to better yourself for others and better yourself for you. You know, it's one of those things that you have to find the happy medium. And listen, it may not happen in the time frame it happened for me. Maybe it's a shorter time frame. Maybe it's a longer time frame. But having a conscious effort to effectively want to transfer out of the military and knowing, keeping that in the back of your mind that one day the transition is going to start happening, right? The mental aspect of anything that you do is going to be the hardest sometimes. And yes, if you're wondering there, there's still failures in all this, but when there's more success than failures and 
you know, I picked up Grant Cardone's 10X Your Life book again. I I bought it when it first came out. Um, I, I think it was uh, 2008 or 2009. You know, and, and it got me in the right mindset for like investing and, and being a better person and doing, you know, more for myself, you know, and others. Like he said in the book, doing 10 times more for uh, than you once did, doing 10 times more than everybody else. Failure happens, but more often than not, you'll have success. There's no such thing as luck. Successful people fail more often than people that don't try. And I'm glad after all these years, I decided to pick up the book again and read it again. And it did help me, you know, in the process of resetting and grounding myself once more. And if you need some motivation to kickstart drive, I highly recommend uh, reading it. And especially if you're starting your own business um, or you're trying to get into, you know, the right mindset of, you know, really catapulting whatever it is that you want to do. Um, it's not just a 10 X, you know, stuff for your business. You know, this is, this is personal and professional. You know, you do 10 times more than everybody else around you. Right. And you're going to start seeing successful stuff happening. So then I've got a good handle on being an agent and inspired by others around me. Although I don't say it as often as I should, the next level team of Remax One always leaves me amazed and inspired, each and every one of them. You know, the fact that we're expanding so quickly and, and seems a short time. Um, you know, we, we cover Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, um, and we have an office opening in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida. And we have agents that are, you know, obviously some of them don't have, you know, full-time jobs like I do, you know, the dedication that they have to the mission in which Anthony Revore has created, you know, I connect with because, you know, he has a vision, he has uh, the knowledge and he, he leads from the front, you know, and pushes what he believes in forward. And, you know, that's a true definition of a leader. He's there when, you know, Questions need to be answered to guide you, make you the best agent possible, you know, and he pushes people to get their broker's license, become a broker, open other, you know, offices, so on and so forth. That's like I said before, that is, that's the true definition of a leader or leadership. You know, it's a title that's given to people around him. You know, if he wasn't like that, he would just be a boss and just be somebody that I work for. All right. So just think about that. Very sex successful entrepreneurs. All right, learn to network very well. Having multiple contacts and relationships with others, you know, that can help in some aspects of your business or whatever you're doing, from promotion to your product to referrals and more, it's important. And as an entrepreneur, you know, this is the key to your success for your own business and your growth. Opportunities will start presenting themselves when you're not even looking because you made those connections you know, needed to grow yourself and your business. You know, this too is another example of regaining a purpose and connection as a veteran through transitions, you know, and connecting with other people, like-minded individuals, you know, to push yourself and in turn, you know, they'll push you, you know, to be a better person, like-minded individuals, people that are in a positive, you know, environment, a positive thinking environment, you know, push each other for success. Now, due to my work schedule with the agency, I'm restricted to some extent on devoting 100% of my time, you know, to networking only because, you know, when I sleep or getting rest, you know, most often uh, people are just starting their day. You know, if I had, you know, if you have multiple avenues to your business or structure that, you know, this can be applied as well, you know. So when this happens, you know, you have to be become, you have to become really good at time management self accountability because you are the, you are the boss you're the one that runs it you're the one that does the books you're the one that you know creates the time and effort into um catapulting whatever you're doing you may see many successful personally owned businesses you know or maybe you work for one of them you know whether it's landscaping running a brokerage house flipper investment company restaurant owner whatever the line of work is you know the business is conducting say to yourself Oh, I can do this. Go ahead on and you take on the challenge of starting a business yourself. The problem is most of the time there is a serious lack of 
understanding of structure, the amount of work, you know, starting off and the financial resources needed to get things going to sustain, you know, and the financial resources needed to get things going. That doesn't include the sustainability that you need. You know, many people have, you know, their quote, NASDAQ or emergency fund, you know, for their personal lives, something unexpected happens. You know, you see this emergency fund, you know, when you start a business, a personally owned business now has to sustain your business and your life expenses as well, which so many do not plan for when they're starting their own business. And this is why most fail in the first year or two. And I'll tell you, if you do something as a hobby, make a little extra money, right? That before you take that hobby and you, you make it a business, jump into it full blown as a business. Look at how many people are actually interested in your product or whatever you're doing and producing, right? How are you going to promote it? Cost overhead, you know, down the road and so many other factors will affect a business and make it fail. There's stuff that you can control. You have to set up that foundation, that groundwork, you know, it may seem like, Oh my God, this is taken forever. But if you don't have that foundation, you don't have something to fall back on when it's not as successful, Right. Every single business, whether it's clothing companies, restaurants, you're always going to have an up and down, you know, just like the real estate market, right? Most people go out and start looking for houses when it's warm, right? Most of the time when it's wintertime, you don't have a lot of buyers out. Warm weather brings people naturally out, right? And that's when houses sell quicker, sell for more. Knowing this as a real estate agent, you can apply it to you know, your business as well, right? For instance, I know a couple people down in Florida, they're retired and they have ice cream trucks, right? Perfect. It's like warm all the time, most of the time in Florida, right? Are you going to have an ice cream truck up here in Southeastern Connecticut and New England? All right, maybe for three, four months, but then everybody, <laughs> they're going to be staying in their house. They're not going to want to be cold going outside to the ice cream truck driving through the snow. You got to think of, you know, you see some of these food trucks and whatever the case may be starting off, you know, it seems like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, you could. But what's your sustainability? What's your next step after you've got things established? How do you grow it further? All right. You have to look at big picture when you start, not when you get to a certain point, then look at big picture. All right. When I started this podcast, all right. I didn't say, oh, I'm just going to try to get listeners in Connecticut. I'm just going to try to get people, you know, to follow me on Facebook, the people that I know. That's not how business works, right? If I have a product or I say something that connects with more than one person, right, then I need to grow the podcast to be something nationally known worldwide, Right, you have to be a big thinker. Yeah, you're going to have people go. Oh no, nobody's going to listen to you outside the U.S. Nobody's going to listen to you outside of Connecticut. Okay, all right, cool. I'm going to make sure that I push it. I'm going to connect with the right people. I'm going to show that this is more than a podcast, and I'm going to grow this into a business from the beginning. You see a lot of people that start those hobbies and then want to turn it into a business. You know, they, you know, especially when capital is, is involved, you need a lot of capital to start some businesses, you know, have, have some money going and stuff. You know, they don't have the financial resources and backing to get things even going. So you have to, you have to take the proper steps to lay that foundation. You see, the excitement is great when you're doing something that you love and you started on your own it, that's a good thing, right? You have to keep that excitement going, but you also have to be a realist. You have to say, all right, these are the hard facts, right? How do I get through this? Make sure that you continue to straight to stay true to who you are yourself. Be genuine. And, you know, like a lot of other people, I listen to Jocko's podcast, but I particularly listen to Jocko's underground podcast because I feel like those episodes like are more real. And he's got one called violations of self uh, of a lack of self-awareness and it's spot on like most other ones he has as well. 
And I wish, I wish you can't force anybody to do anything, but I wish it was, I wish it was played in more of an instructional sense in people that are, are going into positions where they should be leading people. All right. Or trying to strive for that, that position, you know, and he talks about self-awareness. A lot of people think, you know, they're slick and everybody else around them, you know, isn't in seeing their intent and what they're going to be doing. It's when, it's when you think that nobody's watching (laughs) that everybody sees you and they see that your intent's bad. And if that's the case, nobody wants to, to associate with you because like he said in his episode, it's like bad cologne. It stinks. Everybody can smell it. If your intent is poor and it's bad, you know, whether it's promotion and he talks about this promotion or whatever the case may be, and it's selfish, not selfless, right? That odor of, of the selfishness, right? And your intent reeks and you reek of it, all right? So I just want to put that out there is, you know, self-awareness. When you're going through any of this stuff, all right, mindset, self-awareness, you have to be in tune with yourself, but you also have to be in tune with others around you, right? How, how are you being received, it's very important, especially when you're starting a business. Right? If you come off as, you know, this cocky, arrogant, you know, asshole, nobody's going to want to do business with you. If you then start and you, you're a businessman, you're somewhat doing well, you know, and, and you're pulling in more money than you thought you would, right? You have to ground yourself again because your self-awareness, especially at that point, if you want to continue to grow, is very important, right? So having the cockiness and the arrogance of saying, oh, nobody's nobody's as good as me, or I can do it better than everybody else, or misrepresenting, misrepresenting the others around you for gain for yourself. You don't think people see it, but if you start mis- misrepresenting people to gain something for yourself, I'm sorry, karma is going to come and get you. If, if you're trying to strive for something and it's a competitive thing, right, you have to make sure that you're true to yourself because as soon as you start misrepresenting others to, to create gain for yourself, you're going to fail. You're going to have no respect from people. They're not going to respect you because they've seen your intent. Your intent stinks. And, you're going to fail. People will not view you as a leader. They will not view you as leadership. You'll, you'll just have a title. So think about that when you're going through stuff. Like I said, self-awareness is a huge part of being the best version of yourself for you and for others around you. And if you're you know, a fake person, let me tell you, it shows and people see it. And once you start, you know, getting a handle on things outside your military life, now as a veteran, you made that conscious effort to effectively transfer out of the military and you start finding purpose again, connecting and networking with others, you know, even veterans too, pushing yourself to strive for greatness, All right? Most often not, you're going to be met with ridicule, negativity, and intent of others are not going to be the greatest. I'll tell you that right now. It's a hard truth. But continue to stay true to who you are. Ignore the noise that's trying to hold you back and down from obtaining your goals. Start peeling back that once camouflage of who you are. Blend back into the civilian world with a purpose. And you'll start showing who you are and what you're about, what you're capable of. And you are a veteran, like I've said before. It's the one title in this entire world. That's not given to you. You earned it. However, it doesn't make you entitled. Don't ever get in that mindset of I'm a veteran. I'm entitled to stuff. Sense of entitlement. All right. Is one of those things that turns a lot of people off. It goes up there with cockiness and arrogance. Right. If you think that you're just entitled to it because you are who you are. <laughs> you got you got another thing coming for you. 
you have to work just as hard the same as everybody else. And in your business or whatever uh, you're doing in light of being a veteran, you know, work and support reputable uh, businesses, people will draw to veteran-owned businesses because they want to support veterans. There's a certain level of respect from, you know, friends, family, community, you know, sometimes coworkers and others. But like just any other profession, most don't throw it in their face all the time. Like I said, don't don't be throwing it in people's faces. Right? That's another like that's another thing like I'm a veteran, I need this. I deserve this, right? When you start getting in that mindset, all right, you're starting to rely on others. You have to continue to rely on yourself to push yourself for greatness. Because it may be taken as you're wanting to remind them that you served and they didn't. Just be mindful and continue to be self-aware. Always stay humble. So, guys, the next episode is going to be splash over. All right, we're going to be talking about making the biggest splash, building your success, staying motivated, determined, keeping your mindset throughout all of it. And the one thing I got to say is starting this podcast is even helping me improve my mindset because I'm, I'm starting to network with people that if I didn't start doing this stuff, I would have probably never been able to network with, you know, and my goal has always been to help other veterans, whether you're on the East coast, West coast, you're smack dab in the middle, you know, you're across the pond, you know, as I say it in Australia, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you are. If you have a collective understanding, a similar understanding of a world in which you served in, you know, this podcast is for you, right? We always can be better people. And we, we always forget and we take a lot of things for granted. You know, I tell you, when I deployed to Afghanistan and I came home, the lack of, of stuff that you get to have or is available to you is a lot of the stuff that people take for granted today. It's a very humbling experience if you look at it. Even though you get paid virtually shit money for going to, you know, a war zone where you could possibly lose your life. It's a very humbling experience to see a world in which somebody else lives in that will never have the opportunities in which you have. And yeah, there are entitlements to being an American, but you know, in a lot of sense, you know, people come to this country for freedom. They come here to be who they want to be. And I just, I just want to leave you with that is don't take things for granted. The people that put out a helping hand or stuff that you have being the best version of yourself. Maybe you're just doing it for you. Maybe you're just, you know, being the best version of yourself for you, you know, and you're not looking to help others, but you're going to realize when you're the best version of yourself and you're a good person, you're going to help somebody whether you know it or not, because they're going to see that and they're going to be like, you know what? I want to be like him. I want to be like her. You can inspire somebody and not even know it. That's why it's important to be in the right mindset be the best version of yourself. All right, guys. So I want to really thank you for listening. You know, as things get rolling, um, I have a great guest lineup that's going to be coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about a different side of the war that most even know existed. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about the, the mail, uh, the U S mail going through Afghanistan, Iraq, um, who was delivering that, who was doing those routes through the war zones, um, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to have some guests on here. That's going to, going to be explaining all that. Um, you know, so, but anyways, I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to go to everlasting veteran on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
like and share. I really appreciate it. All your support. Uh, you can also go to my website, everlastingveteran.com. Check out other veteran businesses and organizations to network with. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can uh, email me at everlastingveteranct at gmail.com. This is Everlasting Veteran. I'm your host, Wynn Talker. When the smoke clears, we're still standing. We stand our ground. You're listening to Everlasting Veteran. From the cannons. When the smoke clears, when the smoke clears, we're still standing.